Warning, the following content contains sounds. It has been shown that some sapiens of the Homo have episodic memory towards some sounds. Therefore, forming a bad reaction to certain sounds. Nevertheless, the sounds we use are only to mock actions and notions, which are, of course, ridiculous. We are not mocking the people who have them. No, no, no. Because you know in time, you may change what you do and change what you think. Having said that, this is correlation sensation. A show where I talk about your mother's mammalian protuberances. Yes, yes. They come in all sorts of shapes, colors and textures and smells. But of course, we will proceed to something more important. Hot mic, hot mic. How hot is it? Not that bad. It's very hot. Very hot? It's gonna explode. Like, uh, that one mic we, uh, we misplaced? Yes. It's extra hot. Voin. Yes. Did you take the mic up the ass? No. You are barely picking up on the mic, boy. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you want to know what happened to the mic? What? Um, we were, uh, experimenting with Tom Nye. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, uh. Couples foreplay, I get it. Yeah, it was triplets. Thruples. Thruples foreplay. Yes, and you the, have your assault, uh, assorted butt plugs uh, along the table. Well, the microphone got mixed along the assorted butt plugs, and uh, yeah, let's just say it's no longer working. Oh, no. It got squirted on by Tom's ass. Yeah. Interesting. So now me and your mommy are sharing a mic. Yep. Episode 108. Yay. If this is your first time listening to the Correlation Sensation podcast, I highly recommend you go back. 
Now. Do topic? Do topic. Back to topic. We haven't even started topic, goddammit. Oh. Especially with this one, you know. It's part two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go back to part one now. Yes. Yeah, and if you really like this podcast, uh, you uh, you could stick around to figure out how you can get free gear. What? Free gear? Oh, my goodness. You can shake and shake in your rear. No, don't do that. Yeah, it's a t-shirt. That won't work well. We'll get sued. Someone will do that. And then get hurt. And then try to send us to hospital. Yeah, butt hurt. Yeah, they'll be like, she said, the nut gatherer said you put it in my ass. And then I'll be like, it was a joke, you dumbass. Yeah. Healthcare professional, the nut gatherer. I'm not a doctor. Don't take any medical advice from me. Are you sure, Arnie Bonds? I only know a little bit. Well, when we play dress-up, you're pretty convincing. Dr. Honeybuns. I also play Nurse Honeybuns, too. Okay, you know what we do? You read? Yeah, I, I read. Yeah, I I read. You know what we do today, Void? John Locke. We do John Locke? No, I'll read about him. Oh, we read about, okay. We're going to do part two of John Locke. Yes. I forgot his name. It right. rhymes with your favorite word. Cock, yes. Normally okay. you can't say it. Why Why can't she normally say it? Because she's already in my mouth. Exactly. What, is that a mother-son joke? Said like inside joke between you two? No, no, it's just she's a dirty, dirty whore. It's just the truth. I usually can't say that word. Like, give me your... But you could say gimme? Well, yeah, they know what I'm talking about by the time it's in my mouth. Oh. I'm already on my knees. Yeah. yeah. Praying to God? Well, you know who else got on their knees to pray to God? Who? John Locke. And Jesus. Well, I mean, he wandered around the desert with 12 dudes. What do you think they did when they were bored? Jesus got on his knees to pray to himself? Well, I to mean, his God. Father. Well, isn't he also the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost? Isn't it all the same? After he died. In the Holy Trinity. But not while he was living on earth. It's the triangle of trust. They only trust themselves. You can't Yes. You can't climb the ladder to heaven with a dick in your hand. You can't? Oh I'm fucked. Yeah. Ah, I bet you could if you're really, really trying. Dick might get damaged. Or a ladder made out of dicks. Ooh. Oh Void. Don't get your mother started. We just started recording this podcast. Well, why do you think the microphone's missing? She's using it right now. No, that was Tom Nye. He's walking around with the cord coming out like a tail. Ah, uh, yes. Is he? Uh, is his first Sony a microphone? A robot. Ah, gotcha. Anywho, we already made it about halfway through. Now we're at the point where Locke, finding himself busy with some more of Cooper who appointed Locke as the secretary to the Lord's proprietors of Carolina so he could promote this colony. This position had him helping draft the Constitution for the Carolina colony. Within this, 
Locke granted religious freedom for all religions, unless if your religion was atheism. Was it North or South Carolina? It was both. While staying at the Exator house, through all of this, he also wrote an essay titled An Essay Concerning Human Understanding, which was published in the year of 1689, after many conversations with his rather profound network of friends. These meetings were indicated to have began in February of 1671. Of course, this group focused on morality. I think around this time, Hook had given the whole group cannabis while they talked about God. Supposedly, they revealed religion. It's part of his uh, philosophy. You can reveal religion through epiphanies. Yes, also the fact is that some people believe that the burning bush Jesus was talking to was weed. Yeah, they were high as fuck talking about Jesus and God. Moses was? With the burning bush? No, no these people. Oh. Oh, okay. Why, was Moses a time traveler? Yes, he traveled forward in time. Anything's possible nowadays. Yes, like going forward through time. Like nowadays, parting the Red Sea means something completely different. What does parting the Red Sea mean? For you, you don't want to know. You sure? I actually do want to know. You know it. It's dealing with your monthly visitor. I've never heard of this. It's when you beep, beep on your period. Voice malfunctioning. Beep, hop, boop, boop. <laughs> hey, hey, honey, can you get me some toast so I can go beep? You want toast just so you can beep? Hey, honey, I got to go to the restroom and drop off the beep. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Hey, Void. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. You. You mother beep. It's all cock talk with you folks. Cock talk? No, it's beep talk. You got a beeper? Is this the 1990s again? Is your groundskeeper beeping you about his lawn? Come here and munch my lawn. It's the middle of the winter. Hey, never know with you. No, he just blows snow. I mean cocaine. He blows cocaine? He sucks on it? He blows cocaine, huh? I thought you were supposed to snort it up your nose. That's how I did it when I ran my tricks. You know what? I heard a terrible story. Elaborate. A comedian named Artie Lang. Oh, man, that's a terrible story. Let's go back to topic. Okay. No, I want to hear what he's got to say. He snorted a bunch of stuff, and it had glass in it. It's fucked up oh, his nose. Oh, that's a guy from the radio show. Yes. What's that? What's that guy with the curly noodle hair? Howard Stern. Yes, Howard Stern. Yeah, I listened to him on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, it's a really good podcast. That really happened to him. Oh yeah, he looked like a goddamn beast stung him in the face. Yeah, Void, you know a lot of very useful information. Okay, let's go back to John Locke. I get the picture. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. 
Beep you. Okay, afterwards. Locke is credited for pointing out they required an establishment of figuring out what the mind is and not capable of when it comes to understanding. I find this laughable. Humans don't even agree on what the human mind is capable of understanding, let alone going through all its insignificant stages until the human race is extinct right after it achieves its last bit of what it can understand. Even then, humans won't even know whether or not they were right because only time will tell you if you're right or if you're wrong, and by then, they would be extinct. The story has the group making John Locke Jr. preparing a paper in order to understand what the human mind is capable of understanding. All in the hands of one man. You will learn what every single man is capable of understanding. He can tell you what all human minds are capable of understanding, Void. Nothing fishy there. Is Void beeping himself with this phone? Hey, woman, have you heard about Beeble Blocks? What? Beeble Blocks. Nope, I never heard of that. You know the stuffed animal that Void has? <laughs> the one that keeps making all the beep noises? Yeah, Beeble Blocks. Show him, really. I think he's he finally found Beeble Blocks when he... Finally took a big shit. I guess he stuffed him up his ass. Oh, thank you for telling this traumatizing story. Jesus, son. Finally, after like 20 years, that thing came out? Hey, Void. What? Are you are you mad because because tomorrow is your birthday? No. You sure? You're I thought you guys had forgot. Oh, yeah. You're not just contemplating how short your life is going to be? Well, maybe it's half over. I don't know yet. Are you going to come over tomorrow? Uh. Yeah. Yes. And have some booze? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. We'll make a fire? Yeah. Oh, actually, I got plans. Oh, oh yeah, you got plans. Well, then get the fuck out of here. Fuck off. Oh, Shut yeah. Up. Plans with someone other than your mommy. I'm, I bought you a shake and everything. I got 35 candles for that bitch. You am great. You break your mommy's hearts over here. Back to Cooper, who was appointed chancellor in 1672. I thought we were talking about John Locke, some might say. Yes, I know. Here it comes, all over your ear holes. Cooper, somehow, was not liked by King Charles II. Gee, I wonder why. Why were the men who believed the Parliament should rule over the King, and that there should be religious freedom, except for atheists, be at odds with the King? Yeah, the second King Charles disliked both Cooper and Long so much, they traveled to France in 1675. As if mentioning Locke, as a side note, Britannica put that by this time, Locke received his degree of Bachelor in Medicine and studentship from Christ Church of Oxford. Now he is a medical student after receiving a bachelor's degree. Nice.
when it came to places where Locke went in France. Paris and Montpierre were the places Locke spent most of his time, studying mostly medicine and primarily at Montpierre. There was a few obvious social differences for where he was from in these two locations in France. One was that there was a rather large minority Protestant portion of the general populace. Another was philosophy primarily came from Catholic teachings rather than desiring reasoning over religion. The third was the poverty of France. The large amount of money that was spent on the palace over the general populace. More specifically, the spending of King Louis XIV. Some of Locke's notes during this exile found themselves in an essay concerning human understanding. In 1677, Cooper was already back in England and imprisoned for a whole whopping year in the Tower of London from 1678 to 1679. When Cooper was free, he found himself in favor again somehow, making me think this King Charles II was fickled. Cooper was titled Lord President of the Privy Council. Apparently, Locke and Cooper worked on trying to block Charles II's brother, James, a Roman helmet Catholic, from succeeding at the throne. The political tension grew so strong that it gave birth to the Popish plot, I mean the Popish plot, a priest named Titus Oates. Cream of wheat and Titus Oates. Perfect names. Yeah, Titus Oates is blamed for a great number of people dying over a failed conspiracy to kill King Charles II. Although it appeared as if Cooper had another chance to prove himself, I have read from both sources 2 and 3 that this would not be the route Cooper would go. Sometimes this is a choice people make when they have a demand of their dogmas. Their beliefs are so strong that they will not let go and will gladly fight for what they feel to be right. Is this a good or a bad thing? It depends on how much of a fault to a fault it is. These terms are subjective. Yes. For history's sake, this allows for a story that is far more interesting than a person who is just pretending to be loyal enough to not have to fight the different political or other beliefs. There's no specified date for when Cooper was dismissed, but he was dismissed shortly after. And this is according to both sources, one and two, without a date. But Britannica mentioned the year of 1681 for when Cooper was arrested for treason. He was tried and acquitted by a jury in London. It is thought that Cooper feared being rearrested, and I have read that Cooper had to gather support for the jury's outcome to favor him. So, in 1682, Cooper is described to have fled to Holland. Wikipedia specified Amsterdam, which is where he would spend the rest of his life. The rest of his life didn't last long, though. Cooper died in, in 1683. So, only a few years later? One year. Oh, that's mm. terrible. That guy's really old. What do you mean? <laughs> like 340 years old? Yes. <laughs> like 339. Yes. I had to do the math. I had to do the math in my head. And I <laughs> 
Yeah, did you have the 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 beeping noise like when you have a phone that gets cut off the connection? Or a heart flashlining beep. Oh, how about when you're trying to get on with dial-up? Yes. Our listeners will love that. It wouldn't work. Yes. I bet they would. Why not? If they listen to us, they probably would love that. Or equivalent to a brain fart. Void. Yes. You don't sound like that most of the time. What? You said equivalent of the brain fart, then you made a fart noise. But you don't really sound like that most of the time. What do you mean? You know, when you brain fart. Oh. It's more like, yes. What? What? Exactly. What? Or or when I go, um, it's like, and I can't think. That's what drugs do to you, kids. Don't do drugs. Buy my crystals. Speaking of which, I have some coffee and cocoa. Not a drug. Yes, it is. Oh. By definition, it is a drug. You have four different drugs in here. Like most cases of people being targeted by a government, the friends, family, and close acquaintances are commonly spied on for investigation. John Locke is believed to have thought he was being watched. And after Cooper's convenient death, or inconvenient death, depending on how you look at it, which is claimed to have been Cooper falling ill, it is reasonable to imagine Locke had feared for his own life. It's noted that multiple friends of Cooper had felt the same fear, which wouldn't surprise me since they were involved in a dramatic time while fighting some who were intolerant to most religions. Although I feel that a guy who had a silver tube inserted into their liver continuously for drainage of an abnormal growth in, on, or around the liver would have been a perfect reason why someone would fall ill. Maybe could have been sepsis. You think so, or you think he had cancer? Saying he had a tumor. Oh, yes, that too. It could have been an infection. Yes. It was a silver tube, though. Another uncle uh, died of sepsis from cancer. Hmm. Yes, leukemia. Cancer sepsis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got sepsis because he had leukemia. Leukemia give you a sepsis, huh? Yeah, because basically you can't heal from any wounds, and so he got sepsis from a wound he sustained. Man, would have been better off jumping out of a plane. Mm. It was a small fall. Yeah, I would have. I would have done a GoPro. See, this is my last time on this planet, bitches. It was was actually an accident. It wasn't on purpose. Anyways, what were you talking about? Human pinata, yay. Mm. More like human bowl of petunias. Human water balloon. More like human cinder block, because have you heard of people that jump out of high places and land on other people? That happened. Yeah, that's what I look for, Ward, in my time off. No, it's just random crazy story. We Google that shit all the time. Well, no, but it's just like be considerate with your uh, suicide because that may injure other people. 
we take bets actually for it. We have a website to take bets to see how far someone bounces off the cement. Yes, when you kill yourself, think about all the lives that you might kill along the way and that you're going to feel guilty about after you're dead. Even though you probably didn't even realize you killed someone because you probably died right afterwards before you could realize it. Sometimes they've landed on people and they lived and they killed someone. That's happened too. That sounds like fun. Back to topic. Great. This is very morbid. Did they all, or did they try and kill themselves after that again? I think, I don't know. It'd be more reason to. Yes, that would be a good reason to kill yourself. Third time's a charm, buddy. (laughs) Yes, third times. (laughs) Like the guys that tried playing Russian roulette with an automatic pistol? Good idea. It happened in the Darwin Awards. Nice. Did you attend it? No. Why not? Well, because uh, they were... Or the guys that were trying to get invited? No. Is it it an exclusive club? No, it's the dumbass club. Oh, why didn't you get allowed in there? Well, because I would leave. Oh. Yeah. It's probably boring. Well, it's a bunch of dead bodies in there. Not much to talk about, huh? Yeah. I mean, the necrophiliac convention was next door, so I got the hell out of there. Oh, man, you didn't stay for the party? No, no, no. They were starting to crack open a couple of cold ones that I ran. <laughs> when you say crack open a couple cold ones, you're talking about corpse fucking or opening up beer. I don't know. I just heard a <laughs> noise. I didn't want to stay around. That was my next question too, sweetie. That sounds like the coffins when you open them up in oblivion. <laughs> oh, great. Are you doing a, a necrophiliac run? No. This is my mate. Hard. She's a uh, ex nay on the acrophiliac nun. No, no, the uh, what are these zombies? My pig Latin sucks. I don't care. Oh, we might as well make up something. No, uh, what? Drogger. There we go. This yeah. is my Drogger girlfriend. Drogger. Yeah, those are the Whoa. zombie. Uh, yes, in Skyrim. Drogger. Yes. Anyways. Dimension of the silver tube in Cooper's abdomen had me peeking, had, had piqued my interest. On the internet, I found confirmation from what I read, and I found Source 3, scholarly article, by the way. This PubMed article relays that silver has been used for over six millennia, successfully in treating conditions with both infections and non-infections. It was also claimed to have been the most important antimicrobial ancient prior to the discovery of antibiotics through mold in the 20th century. This isn't a common thing to read anywhere regarding many sources of these people around this time at Oxford. There are several human beings working in the medical field we have covered with no mention regarding silver, although Tom Locke seems to have known that silver would have been a safe thing to use to insert in another man's body. Hey, I got the question. I am, I go, okay. It's related to mold. What if someone had an infection and they ate moldy cheese that had penicillin on it? Would it work? I don't know. Like, did, could have someone figured that out by accident and actually cured themselves and not know why? Maybe. Uh, but, you know, 
nowadays a lot of things are, you know, resistant against, you know, penicillin. And it probably also depends on where the infection is. There's certain antibiotics that are better for urinary infections and some better for skin infections. Yep. Just depends on how the body processes it and excretes it. Would you like to sweat out some mold? I have enough cheese on my armpits. What? There's enough cheese. Don't you talk about my special, my special cheese. Well, glad you like it. That's why I leave it there. Yeah, it goes good with your blue waffle. Great. Disgusting cooking with uh, gork and nut gather in the morning. This is not the morning time, Boyd. No, I was just joking. Dessert with gork in the nut gather. Blue waffle with cheese. And mayonnaise. Ew. Fudge. Fudge. Fudge, cheese, mayonnaise, and blue waffles. That's the syrup. So, when I searched with John Locke's knowledge of silver, the only thing I found were mentions of coin value with the amount of silver contained in it as the actual value. This points out the dislike of fiat currency. You know, currency with no physical value, meaning that the materials to make the money are truly of little value other than the assigned value given by society. This would logically lead me down a tangent regarding how more people equals more currency, automatically decreasing the, both the value of human life and the value of the currency in terms of rise over demand in basic economics. Though the value assigned based on rarity shows connection many humans have with items in their environment. This can circle back around to habitual experience for the perception of normality, where if one sees an act performed habitually that others find horrifying, the tolerance and perhaps an even enjoyment of the experience giving people a complete culture shock and even demonization of an act seen a certain way. Now these are all abstracts and no justification for actions taken that are subjectively perceived as good or bad. This brings me back to John Locke, the one who wrote about people's thoughts arise from their environment. So in September of the year of 1683, the year Cooper died, Locke evacuated England to Holland, as Cooper did. Britannica's article contains a narrative that this content, this context gave rise to John Locke's most influential work on political philosophy. 1689 was the year John Locke birthed out two treatises on government, though many argue the majority of the historical document of this historical document was composed prior to Locke's trip to Holland. Many disagree overall on the specific date for completion of this composition. This was mentioned on Britannica's article, along with the belief that this was released as a full response regarding to the exclusion of political deviation from the ideals held by those in power, as I have communicated earlier in this episode. What was referred to as, I assume, Locke himself, stating a glorious revolution, occurred later from the original composition released. 
was that of the humans with Protestant beliefs named William III and Mary II emerging onto the English throne after having King James II fleeing to France for safety. This, without a date on Britannica, had me searching some more to regrettably using Wikipedia as source 4, which stated that it was on February 6, 1685, King Charles II died. The story continues with King James II having an army, which deserted him on the 5th of November in 1688. On the 23rd of December in 1688, King James II was exiled to France. This is what is claimed to have sparked Locke's preface added to the political philosophy document. What has been emphasized in many articles and videos on the tube of you is that this God character was something Locke believed in, which is no surprise to me there, something about creation of humanity and their duty to serve under the Creator, for the Creator of everything including all, you may like and dislike, making the sapiens of the homo required to abide the almighty sauce-laced flying noodle monster's rules of engagement for eternal salvation and engorgement of all that is desired by those who thought their beliefs were the only correct ones. Locke is found using this, his reason, to bend to the ideology of God in order to prove there is a God, which is circular causality that is very common in philosophy, where not following these divine rules would lead to a reprehensible life in the eyes of his mystical being, for it is unnatural. There are other rules of engagement relayed as being understood only after revelations. Their revelations are thought to come from reading scriptures of multiple religions, including Islam. An improvement from the previously made indoctrinated people is that kings cannot have been divinely appointed as a descendant from Adam, not from the nut launcher. This was argued that kings have continuously made mistakes, been beheaded, or ran out of a nation after poor governing skills. Also, there was no proof of direct lineage from this one called Adam to any royalty. No matter how inbred and tied into multiple European governments at the same time that they were. Much blame was put upon the rulers prior and during Locke's lifetime. Since Locke thought this, a loud enough group sanctioned this liberal philosophical standpoint as decisive. No matter how liberal some would have felt Locke to have been during this time, laws were used essentially to protect property, including private property, so employing a force of the community would have been used for this protection of both internal and foreign damage to the property. Locke seems to me as a peek into public opinion of how strict they were during this life. Another thing that Locke is known for thinking is the argument I came across for claiming how people are created equal is that they all have free will, although I argue that free will's action depend on what entity they come from, which includes the story with written in and on and around the entity's environment, showing that free will seems fishy to me. Britannica's article continued on to property, and I am going to assume that John Locke was very attached to things. Property is what he wanted government to protect. At the same time, we have this idea that government has a right to protect property where they need to acquire property from its constituents in order to run. 
since their whole job is only to hash out the national plans for expansion, maintaining their people under control, inherently making the government criminals, is a concept which was fully carried out in the literal sense of what John Locke was saying, since he thought the government was designed to protect both public and private property, and government requires to take private property to allocate as public property, this, in its own sense, would lead to more different liberal thinking, like anarchy and communism. I searched for the one that was credited for the doctrine of anarchy and found the name Pierre-Joseph Proudhon. I searched for his influence and saw they claimed that Pierre was influenced by liberalism. John Locke is sometimes called the father of liberalism, making me think something from Locke's works must have sparked this man. From what little I glanced through, Pierre thought poverty was theft. Property was theft. If that was the case, those glasses and coat he was wearing and those pictures were acts of theft. In Britannica's article, David Ricardo, an economically driven human, and Karl Marx were both influenced by the words composed by John Locke. Interesting. One surprise is that Locke thought hoarding wealth to be something of a sin. For the poor and needy should receive handouts by those with a surplus of property. This reminds me of Locke's earning a rather wealthy place to stay in for services to Cooper. Locke also thought people were entitled to how much they labor, which is something that hasn't happened today, which is because when a worker toils under several people in a social hierarchy of ape man believe skill sets, the product produced by the one placed under the social foot has little dispense for their act of production. But anyways, we're going back to John Locke's biography. We have Locke remaining in Holland until the year of 1689. Although in exile out of fear for his life, Locke made new friends, with many manifesting out of sharing similar political experiences, primarily exile. Once 1689 came around, an anonymous letter in Latin was sent to one of Locke's friend, according to Source 5, and later to be published in the year of 1689, the same year, Source 5 also included a note that this letter of toleration was written in 1686. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with that load of crap. I don't know, man. I was tired when I wrote this shit. The true reason why we're covering this human is that John Locke published an essay concerning human understanding in, six, in 1689. I have the ability to both read and listen to this book, and I shall listen to it, for I have an audible credit that I use for it. And if I purchase the leather-bound book, you know, it'd be an unnecessary expense, so I'm going to listen to the book. There are several other books, and I actually found a list from Wikipedia regarding the books, or at least works composed by John Locke. So we have the 1689, which is a letter concerning toleration. In 1690... We have a letter concerning to a second letter concerning toleration. In 1692, we have a third letter for toleration. Why? I think John Locke was a pretty tolerable guy. I'd say so. That's a lot of books on toleration. Jesus Christ. Then in 1690. 
1689, we have two treaties, two treatises on government. And in the same two-year span, we have an essay concerning human understanding. In 1691, we have some, some considerations on the consequences of the lowering of interest and the raising of the value of money. 1693, we have some thoughts concerning education. In, six, in 1695, we have the reasonableness of Christianity. And in 1695, we also have some of claim of Christianity's reasonableness. Okay, we have... So he agreed with some of it. No, no, no. I'm going to cut out that part hmm. about this one. This, I don't know. That sounds like a repeat. Okay. Going back to the plot, we have John Locke traveling with a group in February of 1689 with those that were exiled from England. This group contained a princess of Orange. Oh, an Oompa Loompa princess. She was all orange? I guess so. She's a princess of orange. Lloyd, would you date a princess of orange? Depending on what she tastes like. I would suspect that she tastes like oranges. At least I wouldn't get scurvy. Or Cheetos. You think she tastes like Cheetos? Or Doritos. Or cheddar cheese. Oh, she probably has some cheese void. Oh, some good cheese. Back in 1689. All the, the Gouda stuff. In her belly button. Yes. Ew. Orange Gouda. Maybe she had gauges that smelt like belly button too. That sounds gross. All oh, great. on her ears. Yeah. Great. We gonna go drink in the alley then? You gonna be a rat? Eat that cheese, son. So, the Princess of Orange would be later called the Queen Mary II of England, reasonably assumed. Wait, Queen Mary II of England. Along with the Princess of Orange, it's reasonable to assume that significant others and Bodyguards were on the princess's payroll, uh, who were on the princess's payroll, were in the group with John Locke. I, manage, I imagine others were mentioned, but weren't given by Britannica. The group traveled across the English Channel back into England after being informed of the political news that King James II was overthrown in a revolt. In a revolt, Locke is thought to have titled. This is where. Locke titled it A Glorious Revolution. We have Locke. We have Locke going back to work as soon as he was allowed. The story has him assist in a draft for the English Bill of Rights. When it was in completed form, it didn't include the full range of religious freedom as long as you weren't a human married to the dogma of atheism. He was well-received enough to have been offered a diplomatic position by a human named William, but it's read that he refused this offer if you consume the Britannica's article. When we get to Source 2, there is a mention 
of lock serving as commissioner, commissioner until the year of 1700. There is a reason for Locke not working in 1700 because his health was receding. The smoky London atmosphere is thought to have had at least a contributing overall factor to his decline of health, or is at least thought to have been a contributing factor to his declining health. This reasonably, or this logically has Locke wanting to, you know, find a different place to live other than the smoky atmosphere of London. Our primary sapien of the homo of interest retired to a place called Oates, located in Essex, England. Locke came, came to this place following an invite by the one human named Demoris Massham. They have such colorful names. He had a huge ham. It was so massive. He uh, called it a mass ham. I bet Locke came all over that mass ham. I bet he did. That was a rump if I ever saw one. Yeah, of his old wrinkly age, he gave her his ham. <laughs> Anyways, Damara is labeled as a philosopher along with the daughter of one called Ralph Cudworth. He's a worth of some cud. I want some cud. Nice. We can find Ralph. No, I want your cud. You want my cud? Yes. Can I have your cheese? Yes. Okay. We can How share. romantic and just in time for Valentine's when Day. When the moon heats your eye like a big pizza pie. It's cheese. It's a cheesy. It's fromage it's a big moon of cheese. I'm going to slice me off some. Yes. You have a big moon of cheese underneath one of your armpits. It's Amari. Yes. You sound like a dying grandma. She has such a beautiful singing voice, Void. Don't you ever <laughs> talk about her voice again. You sound like the dying cat outside. Void, what did I say? Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean oh, to make you cry. Bonds. It's okay. I love your cheese. I know and you love your my voice. cheese. Thank you, sweetie pie. Yeah. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. So, here in his place, you know, with Miss Ham, Mass Ham, he spent his time revising his essay that he already published, spending time with Newton, in responding with lengthy, fo lengthy forms of communication with those criticizing certain notions tied to John Locke. The later years came to an end on October 28th of 1704. It's claimed that Demarius was reading John Locke Jr., the Bible, at the time of his death. Although I think it was probably a heart attack, you know, doing the hoopty hump think the Bible story was compensation for how Locke truly died, you know. Or we were just reading the Bible. Likely story. Bible thumping. More like Bible humping. Bible bumping. Come on, bump my Bible. 
I don't have anything. Yeah. Anyways, John Locke, John Locke was buried at High Laver Church in Essex. Essex, for those who are interested in this location, is on the southeastern portion of England. You know, near the coast, part of the coast. The church appears to still be standing, making it a historical landmark. I took a quick glance and thought, and uh, believe I saw that there's no current patronage allowed there. So I guess it's closed up. Maybe they're worried the building got COVID or something. That's a shame. Yeah, you don't want the building to die. No. So sad. Yeah, if you like this really shitty episode. It wasn't shitty. Stop it. The energy was lacking. We're all tired. Void is always tired. And we're overworked this week. He started... He started malfunctioning there, saying beep. Huh? And huh. Yeah. Yeah. He sounded like a goose there. Honk. Yeah, exactly. I thought I heard a zombie there a couple times. (laughs) Or like... (laughs) Yeah, like a a corpse coming back to life. Or back back to life. (laughs) You sound like a gaping butthole. How romantic. It was like... I was like, what the fuck? I think Void's really having a midlife crisis. Why is that? Well, it does happen around 35. Well, I mean, he kind of seems very somber, if you will. What? On your 35th birthday, it kind of sucks balls. Yeah, unless someone is sucking their balls. I know. (laughs) She knows. What? So, Void, what do you plan on doing since you're not being with us? Bastard. My groundskeeper invited me over. Oh, your groundskeeper. Not your, not your buddy. So, he's more important than your mother? God damn, you must really like your groundskeeper. You must be trimming up your, your hedges very well, Void. Is you got your bush all nice and organized? Helping. After it got ran over, yes. You ran over your bush? No, the neighbor lady did. The neighbor, the neighbor lady ran over your bush, and then your groundskeeper you helped trim up your bush so your tree looked bigger? No, he replanted it. Oh, so you got plugs on your bush. So is that like a reverse plug thing? They take hair from your head and put it where your bush should be? Did you get charms put on it? Huh? Yeah, you get some beads and braids in there on your bush. No. Like a caveman hippie? No. Hey, you know, that'd be kind of fun. You know, for role playing, you could be banging and you could have like bells hanging from, you know, the braids of your bush. Bing, 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 bing. Start playing sleigh ride. Bang, 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 Yeah, you're gonna. There's a slap in that uh, song. You're gonna get a belt and maybe like uh like a xylophone so you can play it on her butt while she's bent over. Is that him squirting? No, no, that's me jingling my balls. So it's your favorite part bam, is bam, bam, giddy bam, up, bam, right? Bam, bam, bam. 
And I give her some hay. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, you whore. My dick won't suck itself. Yeah, stupid bitch. Sit down there. Put it in your fucking mouth. Void, you're back to normal. What? You said something about this dick won't suck itself. That's because it's about sex. Well, why did he say beep earlier? Well, he gets it from his mom. Whenever he talks about sex, he just gets really excited. Ah. What? Oh, sorry, I banged my dick on the table. Yep. Sounds about right, honey. Void, you got any plans for this week? Ireland birthday with my groundskeeper. Can you come over sometime during this week? We can record a, you know, bonus episode. Sure. We could start, you know, making two episodes a week. Yeah, and these will just be, you know, goofy and fun. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. It might be very serious. Yeah, we're going to be very serious. Oh, we could like pick, we could each pick a topic of neuroanatomy to talk about. Like we could, I have one part, just one part up here. Sure. Void, can you help me with this? Like find one part of the brain you want to cover. I don't know. I already got my my topic. What? I already have the part of the brain I want to talk about. What's that? It's a surprise. Oh. The the surprise part of the brain. No, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to talk about until we talk about it. Okay. Uh, so, other than the bonus episode, let's let's take a look here and see what we're going to cover next week. Oh, that's right. The essay on human understanding. I don't need to look it up. Yes, the book. Yes, the book. So, if you like this episode, even though I thought it wasn't the best, you probably already listened to the first one and said, gee, at least they have one good one. But... You know, like this episode anyways, or like the whole podcast, both would be doing, both would be fine. You could subscribe, comment, and share. If you do this, all you have to do is private message me on social media, which would be like Correlation Send 17 or something like that on the Twit of Whores. We have the Correlation Sensation, we have the Correlation Sensation on Instagram, Gorked Mouth in the Nut Gatherer on the Tick of Talk or the Talk of Tick. Message me on Face Fuck Your Mom book. You know, I'm Gork Mouse, and I also, you know, I uh, work with the Correlation Sensation podcast on there, too. Uh, we also have a Tube of YooHoo channel where you can uh, show you us, where you can show us your love. If you do this, we will grant you to be lucky enough to be in the tribe. You know, the, with an official name. You know, we have many people like the Nut Gatherer and the, the Nut Launcher and then you get a cool t-shirt to close in the chart. Don't forget the nut robber. Felipe Horn- Horny Toes. Oh, fill up my horny toes with cum. That's his name. Felipe. Felipe Horny Toes. Felipe Horny Toes. What, you like to fill up horny toes? He's a nut robber with his horny, horny, horny toes. He rubs nuts with his toes. 
Look, I'm working. You know, you, you, you have me trying to discover your culture. Been stuck here in the, the middle of, uh, you know, Nebraska. Well, the middle of the United States. Kind of not so culturally diverse, even though they claim to be. It's pretty segregated up here. Yeah, it's chilly. Yeah, so from me to you, Felipe. I'm glad to see you back on Face Fuck Your Mom book. And I hope you're still listening to us. Um, if not, I'm going to probe you. Okay, maybe not. But maybe get prepared to take a long trip and spend some time with Tom Nye. With a microphone and a cord. We miss you, not Robert. <laughs> oh, he's gonna come back after that, huh? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, you just made it so much better. <laughs> we know where you live. Arizona. There's like two people that live there. That we know. <laughs> Yeah, so you could be lucky enough to be a part of this conversation at the end of each episode. Especially if you're really active. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll get a glow-in-the-dark t-shirt printed by Jimmy D's Tees. Um, you should check those guys out and tell them we sent you there if you ever wanted something made for your business or what have you. And tell them to listen to us, goddammit. And yeah, he'll give you a big D for his, you know, tees. He is a tees... With the D, Jimmy D. Jimmy D sees. Yep, yeah. <laughs> he's teasing you with that D. Yeah. So if you really like us or hate us, and you want to express your, <laughs> express yourself to more people, you can go to So Fucking Podcast, who, you know, inspired this great mess of a podcast. So you can go ahead and tell them that we sent you there and said, you know, Gork told you that you're you're to blame especially brent brent van titty tassel no his name is brent van tassel anyways we'll cover some of Locke's nonsense next week until then i'm gonna listen to that book at half speed you guys so i can get every detail <laughs> half speed huh essay on your man under we leave in peace bye 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 oh